sweating, Gabby. Yeah. Just, okay. Just cool it. <laughs> <laughs> just done. Cool it. <laughs> done. It, this whole past week in Ohio, it was like a very sensible, like 70, 75 degrees every day. And I just checked the weather for the upcoming week and it's going to be like almost 90 again. You know, uh, if the, yeah. We've got to be past that. It's September. I know. Doing? I don't know why I have to suffer like this, but I guess. I was ready to put away my AC unit for the winter, like tuck right. it into the closet and give it a kiss right. goodnight. But no, she's staying out, unfortunately. Ew. Ohio had other plans. I know. It always does. That's <laughs> something that I really don't miss about like Florida. It's just like how hot and humid it was all the time. Uh, when I think about if I had to go to Florida, I am like flooded with anxiety because I hate the heat and I really hate the humidity. And I also like the culture, like there's just so much about it that is just not it. Yeah, I feel like I would love to, like, once in my life, I would love to go to like Disney World and Harry Potter World in Florida, but then I'd be done. Forever. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever go. That's back. the fun, good part of Florida, but the rest of Florida, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is not like that. So I can't what? think about Florida without thinking about the episode of Broad City where they go to Florida. Oh my god, I love that! <laughs> yes, uh, with the did nanny, either of you watch? Dresser. Did either of you watch um the Pen Fifteen animated special? Because they went to <gasps> Florida too. No. Oh I haven't god, I have watched watch it yet. I know it's out. It's so. I- good it yeah it came out randomly like a couple weeks ago they did it's like a 45 minute animated special about anna and maya going on vacation to florida and this because this is kind of like in between seasons right because i feel like i've been waiting Mm -hmm. on a new season of that show for like my entire life i know yeah (laughs) centuries at this point yeah (laughs) um well, Jason, welcome. <laughs> Jason, Jacob, what the fuck? I'm really sorry. That was oh really God. fucked up. Okay. <laughs> really? Aaron, that is so fucked up. That, that took me back fucked. to the music department, oh to the Western music <laughs> department. That was my entire Western career was being called Jason and probably. I don't know why that even just came out of my mouth. <laughs> I know who you are. That is okay. <laughs> Jacob, uh, welcome. <laughs> We're, Thank you. I mean, I think I think I speak for both of us when I say that we're thrilled. Oh my god, I'm so like blessed and honored to be on your podcast. <laughs> I was have been so looking forward to it. Wow, we're blessed and honored to have you. So, what what is your what's your experience with vampires? What is your exposure? What is your feelings? Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, mm-hmm, good, the bad, mm-hmm. and the ugly. I feel like, okay, I had never, obviously, it's not like a twilight person. I think I've seen a couple of the movies, did not read the books. I think mostly just because, like, being a person named Jacob that was in middle school around, like, the <laughs> late 2000s was, like, there, I just was, that was a journey. I was staying away from that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, um... I I think I was thinking about this. I think my main like experience with vampires and like vampire media is when I was in Florida, when I was going to grad school and doing the opera thing there. We did this opera called Dare Vampire, which is like this like 
German opera about a vampire. And um, it's like so campy. It's like so fun. And the production was really cool because it was like kind of, I've never watched True Blood, but I think like kind of True Blood-esque. It was like uh, the director decided to like set it like in Tallahassee, like where the school is. And so, you know, there's the Spanish moss and like gravestones and stuff. It's very creepy and very like campy and and very fun. So that's kind of my main, I think, experience with vampires. <laughs> oh my God, I got to watch a production of this opera. Yeah, I don't Seriously. know if there's like a recording of the production, but... I don't know. It's, it's it's not like a good like opera. It's not like one that people like really know, but it was like a you know, yeah. thing to do. I feel like no other guests we will have on this podcast will have that as their main experience with vampires. <laughs> I think that is going to be completely unique to you. But yeah, I'm like, ready, I'm like I'm Bella Swan, I'm not wrong, like but... other girls, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. The perfect guest. Um, wow, so you don't know much about what's going on in Forks, Washington. No, I mean, like, I've been to Forks, Washington, like, the real one, not the one that I think Stephanie Meyer writes about. (laughs) 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 Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I, like, you know, I've, like, been keeping up, I've listened to your podcast and, like, watched, or I read, um, like, some summaries and I did read these chapters, so, so excited to dig in. Yay! Oh my gosh, we can't wait to dig in also. But before we do, we have to chat about our giveaway. Our giveaway. Yes, so we teased this at the end of the last episode, and then we did that because we hadn't decided yet how we were going to um, (laughs) have you enter the giveaway, so we had to regroup. But, so... (laughs) A reminder, Gabby and I will be giving away um, a Twilight tote bag. It is a black tote bag, the Twilight film cover on one side, and then on the other side, in white font, in like the Twilight font, it says, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb, Twilight. I'm looking at it right now, and I love it. (laughs) That's iconic. It's high quality. And, and, don't forget... Mm-hmm. Inside the tote bag, there will be two bound journals, one of which has the book cover from Eclipse, and the other has the book cover from Breaking Dawn. Um, we do not have the full the full set. I'm obsessed with Gabby like showing it like it's QVC because on an audio <laughs> platform. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> yes, Gabby diligently showed the camera so that <laughs> Jacob and I could see it, and none of our listeners. Um, but we have to post pictures of them. Yes, of we'll them. we'll we'll post some pictures, and then all you have to do to enter this giveaway is live in the United States, and then you have to like the post and you have to comment on the post. Is that what we agreed on? Yes. Yeah. Like and comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, comment. Um, what? Comment on the post. I was going to say comment on the post who you would most like to kill if you were a vampire, but I think that's problematic. (laughs) (laughs) That might get flagged. Yeah, the thought formulated in my head, and then I was like, um, no, let's not do that. Um, Comment your favorite uh, quote. 
either from the books or the movies, uh, mm. from the Twilight Saga. Or from this podcast. Or from this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll announce the winner on the next episode. Yep. Okay, but here's my question. If I comment, like, several times, does that up my chances? Like, if I... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that... one, ent- does... one entry per person. I can't stuff the box. Damn, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm picturing Jacob after this hanging up and making, like, eight different Finstas to yeah, comment literally. on this yeah, post. Yeah, totally. I want tote bag, you guys. <laughs> All of them are only following fangirls. No oh pictures posted. <laughs> <laughs> no followers. But at least also follow myself to up my follower account. At least fangirls okay, and, all, and all, yeah. All of them are following fangirls and Jacob Bernardo. <laughs> That's like kind of brilliant. Um, well, if you make a fake finsta, we can't stop you. <laughs> So we can't, we can't, we have no control over that. Mm-mm. Yes. So enter our giveaway. Um, we will announce the winner next week. And um, yeah, that's that's that on that, I think. Mm-hmm. Gabby, can you let us know like where we left off on the last episode? Because it's been a while. Yeah. So our last episode, we left off with chapter 10 and um last thing that happened what was the last thing that happened i'm reading the page right now um and they're just talking about vampire stuff you know yeah they're just she just found out he's a vampire and Mm -hmm. i mean not found out but you know they had their whole port angeles fiasco Mm -hmm. and so we're we're in the aftermath of of that and their drive home where they're asking questions so Um, many questions so many questions yes Mm -hmm. which and then that brings us to chapter 11 where Mm -hmm. brief summary of this chapter we have more questions (laughs) that is what this chapter is edward is asking bella all these questions about about being human, about yeah, A B C thing, and they're it's like about twenty questions. It's, 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 exactly. The, the yes. chapter is all the complications, but it should be called questions. Question. Well, there is another chapter called questions, if I'm was, correct. Was really? Okay. <laughs> was it, wait, is there is there not? Maybe I'm. Oh, I don't know. No, there isn't. Sorry, I'm making my mind up. I mean, wow. I'm making up, up things in my mind. Damn, <laughs> I am, a, I am a fake fan. Um, no, we had interrogations with the chapter right before this. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah, what yeah. it was. What these chapters should be called, they should go like interrogations, questions, interview, and and uh, the the fifth degree. Like, the third degree. Com- the fifth yeah. degree. Comments, concerns. Yes. Like, it's yeah. just asking questions. Sorry, Jacob, you got kind of boring chapters. <laughs> no, are you kidding? I got exciting chapters because I there's some iconic scenes that happen in these chapters. I feel like yeah, like the I sparkling was... in the woods scene. Like we're going to cover true. some like I felt blessed to get to yes. cover some exciting stuff. Yeah. Also, isn't our quote from the tote bag in these chapters? It is, right? I'm not losing uh... my mind. 
And so the lion yeah, fell in love with the lamb. Yeah. So the I mean, lion. I think fell it is. I think he does say it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty, he does say it. He says it in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what a fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this chapter specifically. This chapter specifically is just more questions. Bella mm-hmm. and Edward getting to know each other a little better. Um, they have movie day in class, and we get their like sexual tension in the dark, where she's like, "I noticed like how close he was, and like yeah, the the burning energy in him." And there was me. a quote. Bella is so much. There was a quote that I had highlighted, which is when they're here, like watching the movie, and their science class, and it says something about like, um, see, she says. He grinned back, his eyes somehow managing to smolder, even in the dark. I looked yes. away before I could start hyperventilating. It was absolutely ridiculous that I should feel dizzy. And I just was reading this and I was like, yeah, bestie, that is ridiculous that you should feel that. And you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, as a first time reader of Twilight, I spent a lot of time kind of rolling my eyes at, at, at Bella reading these chapters. Bella is a lot. Yes. She yes. um she feels very deeply and very intensely um and everything is like very 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 high stakes all the time with Bella. Yes. yes. Um yeah, on the, the, I just wrote down like the part when she's talking about cuz the, cuz they're sitting next to each other in the dark watching a biology VHS in class like the most unromantic unsexy setting you could ever think of and she's describing how it feels like there's literally electricity flowing between them and i'm like babe you are that is called being horny like you have not felt it yet like that is just called horniness and like good for you how exciting um what i love about that is that I think you guys were talking about Bella's astrology in one of the earlier episodes. Is that like, is it like canon yeah. that she is a Virgo? Does it like say when her birthday yes. is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to argue that she, I think Bella, the not like other girls energy is so strong that I think, and I'm coming for both of you, I think that she has Aquarius placements because I think that that, that not like other girls is peak Aquarius to me. Just gotta be like a moon rising. I think I said, because we we tried to build uh, the main three characters, big three, a couple episodes ago. And I think I definitely gave Bella an Aquarius moon because as a very proud Aquarius, and I'm I'm an Aquarius sun, Gabby is an Aquarius moon. um, I can fully and openly admit the I'm not like other girls is one of my defining traits, unfortunately. Yeah. she, yeah, she's really not like other girls. Um, there has to be some Aquarius in her chart. You're absolutely right. Like, I've never met a heroine that is so unlike other girls. <laughs> the other moment, okay, so I had a couple thoughts from this chapter. Um, this is a little bit earlier on before they are in biology class, but they're like eating lunch together, I think. And, um, he gets like mad at her because he's always mad at her about something. Um, and oh my god, I'm not articulating well. So I think what happens is that he watches her play badminton in Mike's mind and she plays yes. really poorly. Um, 
and Bella clocks him on it. She's like, oh, were you, were you looking into his mind? And he's like, ha ha. Yeah. And she's like, will you apologize if you mean it and you promise to never do it again? And he was like, how about I'll apologize and I'll mean it. And then you let me drive the car on Saturday. Yes. And I was like, Edward, that is. Yeah. This weird negotiation. (laughs) I, I had a note about that too. He says, and, and his apology, quote unquote, is just, then I'm very sorry I upset you. I'm like, that's not an apology, babe. That's not an apology. I'm sorry that you felt bad. Literally not an apology. Like, she literally told him that she's, like, horrible in gym and it's really embarrassing and she, like, doesn't want him to see that. And then, like, the next thing he does is, like, hmm, I'm going to root around in Mike Newton's head to watch you, like, fall <laughs> on your ass playing badminton. It's right. so yes. Yeah, Bella is allowed zero boundaries. Um, Correct. (laughs) Correct. Like, well, I, I mean, I get that you don't want that, but like, my thing is that I have to stalk you. Mm -hmm. So, like, sorry, I have. I just just got to. I got it. Sorry. Mood. I can't help it. Yes. (laughs) Oh, something else that I highlighted about, like. Um, yeah, it was nice of Mike to be her partner. And and something that she said re- related to Mike was there's a point where she's talking to Mike before Jim and mm-hmm. she, he's deciding to be her partner. And she's like, thanks, Mike, you don't have to do this. You know, I grimaced apologetically. He says, don't worry, I'll keep out of your way. He grins. Sometimes it was so easy to like Mike. And I just was like, is it? I'm so confused. Bella's so hot and cold with Mike. She's like, I hate him. He's annoying. But also, sometimes it's so easy to like Mike. It's like, okay, girl. That's such a good point. She, I think that Bella is such a strange character because she is between Edward, who is a fucking vampire, and then all of these, like, normal human kids who want to be her friend. And she just does not, like, know where she lands. And you're right. She's totally hot and cold, like, one minute is like really annoyed with him and the next minute is like hmm, what a good buddy i just yeah. can't keep up with this gal mm-hmm. and she has like mm-hmm. weird expectations for things sometimes like another part that i highlighted was like um after she gets out of gym and she's like determined to not look at the parking lot to see if edward is like waiting for her right because she like has this idea that like oh he's not gonna be there like he didn't he, I don't want to get my hopes up or something. And I just want Bella to raise her standards a little bit because to me, it's like if somebody drives you to school in the morning, I feel like the expectation is that they're going to drive you home. <laughs> like, I feel yes. like that's not that weird of a thing to like expect. I literally wrote down, I was like, why is she so weird? He drove you to school. <laughs> well, but then it's funny later on, we get that he drives her to school and he's like, I'm not going to be here after school. I should have had you drive yourself. <laughs> we'll go get your truck, That's though. True. That's true, but at least they had, like, a conversation about it, and they, like, made a oh, plan. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, an asshole. He's not just going to drive her, and then, and then, like, ghost. It was, like, weird that she... Yeah. I was like, Bella, who hurt you? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Th- their whole relationship is just so skewed because he is a literal, like, supernatural being, and I think that... And, I mean, this comes up a lot in later books where she's like, oh, I'm just, like, a worthless human. And it's just, like, just because he's immortal and is a vampire doesn't, like, inherently make him more, like, ordinary or worthy than you. Like, herself Mm -hmm. and, like, feeling like she is enough because 
yeah, she doesn't even think this boy who picked her from school is going to drive her home afterwards. Right. She, there's, um, I feel bad for Ella. I think that she has this weird, like, there's this weird, like, power imbalance between them. Clearly, yeah. I think that it's more perceived than it is, like, on her end than, I mean, yeah, of course, like, he's an empire and has these supernatural powers, but she also just, like, seems to have kind of, like, low self-esteem. Like, there are some, several points in this chapter where I just want to, like, give her a hug, you know? Yeah. She does not think very highly of herself at all. No. No. I could just talk about this for a hundred years because we know I don't like Renee. Um, I don't like the environment that Bella was raised in. It um, all I, comes I back it... to Renee. Okay, I... Sorry, I'm so glad we started talking about family stuff because I was listening to one of the earlier episodes and I wanted to bring up this point with you all and talk about this because... Um, okay. And Aaron, specifically, I'm really curious to hear your perspective on this being like raised in the Mormon church because that's another main mm-hmm. thing that I pick up on this as I'm reading this is Stephanie Meyer's Mormonism is just like so like blatant to me. Yeah. Um, And something that I was kind of tracking was the Bella flip-flops with calling Charlie dad sometimes. Like, and I noticed Mm -hmm. that she's fake as hell because it'll be like when no one else is around, she will call him dad. But then I think in the next chapter when Jacob and his dad are around, she calls him Charlie in front of them. And I'm like, girl, like, what are we doing? But um, I, I remember in one of your earlier episodes, you guys were talking about how like kind of that's, like weird that like yeah people have issues with their dad but like is it really that serious that you can't even call him dad but i i think i read that as very like stephanie meyer like her point of view as this like a mormon person where there's like it's so focused on like family union unit and like the nuclear family i feel like to her Mm -hmm. of course if you grew up with a dad who doesn't live in your house how could he possibly be your dad you know what i mean Mm. yeah Wow, Jacob, that is such that is such a good observation. I never even like fucking thought about that, but you're totally right because what's really funny to me is that we know that Bella spent summers with Charlie. Like she went right. to yeah. Forks for for my understanding was like months at a time and then it was right. when she got a little bit older that she was like I don't want to do that anymore, but it's not like she doesn't have a relationship with him. Like, she sees him as often as she can. She has no control over the fact that she lives in Arizona, which is really far right. away from Washington. Like, that's Renee, who, it like, took her to a different geographical location. She's seeing her dad as much as she can. I, yeah, it, it really doesn't make a ton of sense to me of why she calls him Charlie Except I think, Gabby, you were the one who says that if Renee is constantly saying, like, Charlie and not, like, oh, I was talking to your dad or something like that, that's going to rub off. Um, But, yeah, now that you bring that up and I'm thinking about it, it does seem like, yeah, Stephanie Meyer's perspective on what she perceives as, like, a broken up family. Yes. And how Mm. that dynamic would play out without Mm -hmm. understanding how, like children of divorce actually like operate and think about their parents and not to say that like you know the way Bella views her family is like impossible I'm sure there are like tons of people out there who you know have some type of experience that is close to hers but I'm just saying in general that it doesn't surprise me thinking about it from that LDS perspective that Stephanie Meyer would be like 
oh, she doesn't she doesn't know her dad. Like right. she doesn't call him dad. He's not a father. He's not there every night. Right. Like yeah. When it's like divorce happens outside the LDS church, like constantly. Like this like Bella's upbringing seems like not that like wild and abnormal. But I no. think if you were from that type of community, it might seem like, how can this possibly be a family? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, something I'm thinking about now as we're talking about this though, is that like does she call Renee Renee? I feel like she calls Renee Renee a lot. At least in her is... like inner monologue. Yeah, do you think that this is Stephanie Meyer just being a really bad writer and writing like Charlie and Renee a lot so that we remember their names? Like who they are. Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, maybe my theory doesn't work. I'm, I've only read these chapters. So. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I think you're right. Right. <laughs> No, I, I love your, I love your theory. I mean, it, I think it's great. It's so much more prevalent with Charlie because it's yeah. like, yeah, like literally, yeah. Maybe she just thinks we're stupid and we're not going to remember. But also, like. I think it probably goes into Bella being like not like other girls too. Like, mm, yes, I don't think of my parents as mom and dad. I think of them as yeah, Renee and yeah. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think that because I know that in my like adulthood, I have <laughs> I have started calling my parents by their first names, and I I know it I know it drives them a little bit crazy, but especially them with like um. I'm just laughing because I know my mom listens to this podcast, but um, <laughs> especially like my sibling and I and like Jordan and I, like I will call them like Paul and Holly when they're not in the room. And I don't know oh, when that started happening or why. But to but the face, call- you don't call them by their first name or do you do? Sometimes they do. <laughs> I mean, sometimes okay. they just don't listen. Like if I, if I call out mom and she doesn't turn, I'll be like, Holly, look at me. <laughs> oh my God. That okay. I was at a barbecue last summer. Well, not really a barbecue, and I was resentful that it was happening. But um, <laughs> my parents, who I was, I was living with them last summer, and they could not have given two shits about COVID. They didn't think it was real. Didn't care about masking. Didn't care about anything. Very frustrating. Very hard to deal with. Yeah, there's not a ton back there. Okay. Oh, don't worry. I do unpack. <laughs> <laughs> too much maybe um but their the, the neighbors came over the two neighbors and their three children they're all small one of them was like a baby um and everyone was talking and i had to say like dad 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 like <laughs> to the point where i'm like yelling in the backyard and still no answer so i go ray and everybody looked at me like I was Satan. <laughs> and the other, the 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 neighbors were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you we call have. our parents mom and dad, and we call each other's parents mom and dad. And I'm like, "Well, good the fuck for you. Maybe your parents aren't deaf." Like, right. Okay. <laughs> my dad. My dad is not. My dad is not deaf. I should not have said that. Um, although he he does struggle with hearing. Um. But you needed to get his attention. Yeah. yeah. And then the, and then I was like, they were, oh my God, they looked at me like they didn't want their children around me. They looked at me like I was a horrible influence. And I was like, wait till you find out I'm a lesbian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a tiny iceberg, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't even know. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, oh my gosh, I never call my parents by their first name. I'm too scared. I think it's more so... If I'm literally talking to my mom, I'll be like, hey, mom, 
Mm-hmm. But but you know, I don't know. So I can't explain it. Sometimes it just comes out. I, I think maybe this also just proves my theory that because you're an Aquarius, that Abella also has Aquarius placements, and <laughs> it's an Aquarius thing, perhaps. I love the tuck in the hair behind the ears. Yeah, not like it's other girls. True. That's the universal soul for not like other girls. <laughs> it just reminds me of that Debbie Ryan clip of her like, Oh my like, god, please. <laughs> what, what is that from? Like ra- like Radio Rebel? Ra- is that what it's Yes. From? Uh-huh. I was about to say Radio Rockstar. <laughs> What's Debbie Ryan's sign? I need to know. Is she an Aquarius? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. What is Debbie Ryan's sign? Wait, let me I'm gonna look up Debbie Ryan. Okay. Um yeah, Debbie Ryan. Okay. Come on, come on. May 13th, she's a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Wow, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I wouldn't have expected that. Not what I was expecting. Yeah, no. Not what I was expecting at all. Um, so Twilight. <laughs> oh, well, here's <laughs> a good reason second. we're all gathered. Back into Twilight. Another, because another, um, what that I had written down, speaking of uh, Bella being an Aquarius, I promise I'll stop talking about astrology in a second, but um, when no, she's, he's asking her, uh, as part of this 20 questions game that they're doing throughout this chapter, what's your favorite color? And she mm-hmm. goes, I rolled my eyes. It changes mm-hmm. from day to day. And I was just like, just, just pick one weirdo. Like, that is such Aquarius <laughs> energy to me. Just be like... I'm not like other girls. I don't have a favorite color. Like, girl. <laughs> I am on the spot because literally every time someone is like, what's your favorite color? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have one. I just can't think of one. <laughs> this is, this is the roast of Eric Day is this podcast episode. This is exposing all of my Aquarius <laughs> behaviors and there's a lot of them. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Because then she's like brown and he's like, what? <laughs> brown? <laughs> What is really striking me this read through is that, like, there are times where Stephanie Meyer, I can tell she's really trying to make Edward seem his age, like, seem his century old existence. Mm -hmm. But sometimes Mm -hmm. she just writes him like a shitty, like, high school boy. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my favorite color is brown. What? No, it isn't. It's like, I I don't know. Like, these little exchanges are just, like, so juvenile and weird. Yeah. at times and then when you think about the fact that he is over 100 years old it just makes it like so icky and uncomfortable yes well i was just going to um aaron was talking about tiktok a minute ago i don't know if you guys have seen the tiktok <laughs> it's like it's um when you're at a play and they, they say the title of the play and the girl, she's just <laughs> yes! like yes <sighs> yes <laughs> and she's like that's it they said it. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah. I had that moment reading this chapter because they do, they say it's Twilight, Edward Burner. Twilight. Yep. <laughs> and I was and I fully had that um, that reaction. So this was a, an iconic chapter chapter for that reason as well. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm on the same wavelength. Um, <laughs> I really resent Bella's like aversion to nature. I gotta say, when she's talking about brown, she's like, I miss brown. Everything that's supposed to be brown, tree trunk, tree trunks. <laughs> Tree trunks, rocks, dirt. It's all covered up with squashy green stuff here. And like yesterday I went for a hike um up at it at Mount Baker. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, girl, 
you do not know what you're talking about. Like, Seriously. I'm, I'm imagining going on that hike and it being like desert. Like all the trees are like dead. There's just brown. There's just dirt. The glacier, just dirt, brown. Right. No, I like, I'm like, what? You want uh, the whole yeah. world to just be brown? You don't like moss and grass? Okay. I don't know. For some reason, like, I'm annoyed by that. <laughs> it's the Pacific Northwest person in me is like infuriated yes. because it's like, yes. this is the most beautiful place in the world, you ungrateful bitch. Get it? Like, go back to yeah, Arizona. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Yes. And nothing. Yes. Like, nothing will make you appreciate the beauty of the Pacific Northwest like leaving it like, and having to live somewhere else. else. Oh, oh, my, my God. God. Do all I was thinking that? about on the hike. I'm like, wow, I'm going to miss this when I go to California and there's no, and not an evergreen tree and in sight. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so people, I'm sure heart. in Ohio, it's like this, Aaron, like, when I lived in Florida, there was this guy I went on a, a date with who, like, took me on a quote-unquote hike, which was, uh, I was like, hike? Where? There's no mountains here. Like, this is a, this is right? a nature walk. It was like a walk around a lake. It was flat. I was like, that is not... Yes. Anyway, okay. I'm, I'm not sure So, <laughs> I live... Like, the town where I live is quite literally, like, I can see a national forest from my front porch. Like, we're right next to a national forest. It's very beautiful. And I guess it's, like, mountainy. They're hills at best. But, no, people all the time will be like, oh, I'm I'm going on a hike in Hawking Hills. And I'm just like, okay, I understand that, like, you're outside and you're walking and it's at an incline. But that's not a hike. There needs there's a clear there's a clear distinction to me between hike and nature walk. And I think that a lot of other yes. people don't draw that line in the same place that I do, perhaps. Yeah, we are all P and W snobs, I think is what I'm yeah, learning. Yeah, I certainly am. No, we are not. <laughs> How did they get into this? Um I'm talking about when she when she starts talking about his eyes. She's like, it's the color of your eyes today. Like this, what's your favorite color today? What's your favorite gemstone? Oh, when she says topaz. Okay. And then he's like, what? And she's like, "Mm -hmm. I guess in a few weeks it would be onyx. Oh, yeah. Ew, ew, ew. (laughs) I have said this multiple times in the podcast, but I'll say it again. I often just imagine myself sitting at like the lunch table next to theirs and overhearing this and just like being like, ew. What the fuck is wrong with like Edward Cullen and Bella Swan? They're so gross. They're so gross. You need to they... make that. You need to create that, Aaron. Create that TikTok. Do like <laughs> POV at the lunch Because they're actually be really funny. Yes. Over 50% of my notes in this chapter are just ill. And that's it. Just like underline something. Yeah, but I totally see the appeal. I think if I had read this when I was in middle school, I would have gotten like really sucked into like a lot of those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But I think now as an adult, I'm just kind of like, okay, yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it once you start to put it into reality, instead of like that, and I feel like when you're at the age that you're supposed to be when you read these, like in middle school or whatever, it you can do the self insert thing, where you like imagine right. yourself as Bella. But once you're an adult, like, you really, at least for me, like, I've really started to put the story into reality. And 
which I shouldn't because it's supernatural YA romance, but it's funny too because it would just be so fucking weird to like go to school with these two people and watch them be gross at the lunch table and be like almost touching and then not like sitting behind them in biology and watching them like inch closer to each other and then like scooting away. I'd be like, Oh, brother! Like, like, stop I'm it! To watch, yeah, I'm just trying to watch this documentary about how mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, and you guys are being horny <laughs> in front of me. Like, what are we doing? Well, they, eventually, they are kind of done with their questions, kind of. Um, he's like, oh, better get you home before Charlie gets there. And then this is where we get the title of the chapter, Complications. Because who shows up at the Swan House but... Jacob and Billy Black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that causes some tension. Edward sees them coming. And he's like, oh, no, I don't like those guys. They don't like me. They kind of know I'm a vampire, maybe. Um, which Bella also is like, I don't know, do they? Mainly about Billy, because in the previous chapter, we get that Jacob is like, it's myths and legends. Ha ha. Like, he's far enough removed from like history that you know he thinks of it as a myth um but there's that question about billy like does billy know yeah and it's in this chapter i think i mentioned earlier that she calls charlie charlie in front of jacob and billy but then like the second that they leave and no one is around she she goes back to calling him dad i was like okay bella i see you (laughs) i see what you're doing here yeah yeah yes So, getting into chapter 12, which is titled, um, Balancing. 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 Chapter 12. Thanks, Gab. Mm -hmm. So, this complication, Billy showing up, is no complication at all, because nothing (laughs) happens. They show up, and there's some, there's like some intense looks at each other. And then Billy and Jacob watch, like, a baseball game with Charlie and Bella, and they eat grilled cheese sandwiches. And then they leave. And the only thing Billy does is he's like, you take care of yourself, Bella. A very normal (laughs) thing for your dad's friend to say to you as they're leaving. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's not really any complications, no tangible ones, just um, lots of intense staring. And then um, the next day, Bella goes to another day of school with Edward, and he is again asking her endless interview questions. Um, but he ends up leaving at lunch with Alice to hunt in preparation for their date on Saturday. Um, he wants to be nice and full, so he doesn't want to murder her as much. So mm-hmm. Bella normal starts thing. lying to <laughs> as much. To- yeah, totally normal. <laughs> Bella starts lying to literally everyone around her. She tells Mike and Charlie that she'll be home all day just doing laundry and homework. Liar. Um, And then she even tells Jessica, oh, Edward canceled on me. Um, And she does this to cover Edward's tracks in case he murders her the next day. Because she does not want him getting into trouble if he can't control himself and ends up draining her dry. Um, not draining her so... dry. You guys in that phrase on this podcast. <laughs> 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 
too much for me. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I really didn't understand that um, plot point, really, when I was, like, reading this for the first time. Like, I don't know. I think that's part of the another thing where it's, like, I just want to, like, hug Bella and, like, tell her that it's okay. Because, like, why is she so intent on, you know, protecting this guy who, like, she barely yeah. knows. She knows he's dangerous. Like, I don't know. It just makes me a little bit sad for her. But I think that that it's like seems like he just even has a line where he's like, "You're worried about what will happen to me if you don't come home," and she's like, "Yeah." Right. Yeah. Sad. There just seems like something in her that is like, um, she feels very like. I don't know. I try almost like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we all know this person probably who like have that friend who like dates just like shitty guy after shitty guy. And it's like, because like they, I think there's something in them that feels like they don't deserve more. And I, you just want to be like, Bella, mm-hmm. it's like, stop it. <laughs> but, anyway. Bella, where the hell have what you What are you doing, Loka? But Edward does, he he picks her up the next day. They drive out to this hiking spot. He criticizes her about her driving because he always has to find something to criticize. Um, And then they hike, uh, not even on a trail. They they tromp through the woods for five miles. to be clear, it's really a hike, not a nature walk. This is really a, a nature or a, This a is hike. a true hike. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this true, is a hike. true Washington hike in the Olympic Peninsula. Um, they arrive at this gorgeous meadow. It's completely like private, perfect spot for murdering someone. Um, yeah. And the, the sun is out. It is shining. And Bella runs into the meadow. And then she's like, wow, Edward. And she turns around and he's like in the shadows with his shirt unbuttoned. And then right as the chapter ends, he walks into the sun. Incredible. There's so weird, like, very weird, like, um, I, there was another, like, weird, like, Mormon moment that popped up to me of, like, uh, they're talking about on the way there, he's interrogating her about, which I think petition to, wait, is this? Chapter, oh, there was one called interrogation. Well, I think should, what did you just say earlier? You said something about intense staring. I think that should be the, the new name of this chapter, but. Um, yes. <laughs> um, this, uh, they're on the way to that this hike and they're talking about her dating history and how like she hasn't really dated. And he's right. like, um, I don't know. I just was, I think maybe now it's just like stuck in my head and I can't stop. I can't view this book through any other lens other than like Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon, but um, that mm-hmm. like, there's this like weird, like romanticization of like her, like virginity or like, you know, not a lack of experience in terms of dating and romance. Um, mm-hmm. That just felt very, like very Utah to me. And hundred percent. And something that's really interesting, um, and this it for this is a spoiler for later in the series. I feel like most of our regular listeners have at least seen the movies, but um this is a spoiler for later. Edward is also a virgin, he tells us in Eclipse. Oh, in a hundred and eight years on this planet, this man has not fucked. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, only that is that is that is peak Mormon authorship. I think there that fact. 
I'm, and especially because we know that Edward, like, he has killed. He's told Bella this. Like, he has killed in the past. He's given over to those vampiric urges. And I'm like, you're willing to, to take a human life, but you're not gonna, like, fuck someone? Like, you're so hot. Like, and there's no... Yeah. Uh, it makes no sense. But you're totally right. Like, there's a complete romantic romanticization of... Bella being very virginal and, like, not knowing how to, like, be in a relationship. And I think because yeah. there's, like, this kind of inherent... Like, I, I think she's trying to make Bella be desirable in the way that, like, he gets to shape her experience of but that's the relationship. that's just so deeply creepy to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like right? he takes advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. But because she's never had a boyfriend or a par- or a, a, a person she's gone out with before, like she has no frame of reference for like what she likes, what she doesn't like, right. um, and she we see that she's not really willing to kind of like stand up for herself or yeah, isn't even aware flag. that she needs to. What right. are red flags like? And this is the only way that this could work because if this were a young woman who maybe had a little bit more experience and can recognize these red flags, like this would be a very different book. This is kind of the Mm -hmm. only way the romance can work out the way that she's crafting it. Totally. (laughs) I'd read, I'd read that book. I was going to say, somebody write that in fiction. That's like, just like, it's like six chapters long. They're like, (laughs) she figures it out. I'm, I'm out. Thank you. Back to Arizona. She's like, ooh, you've murdered people. Um, You know, I'm good. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm good. Something we were, okay, this is, this whole, like, I mean, this comes up in the next chapter. Um, The next one that we're going to talk about. But when we were talking about how, like, Bella's lying to everyone around her, I just can't help but think that it's so interesting to me that Edward has this whole thing in this next, chapter coming up where he talks about um how she is like his personal brand of heroin she uses these he excuse me uses these like drug metaphors and it's just so interesting to me that it's like he is talking about her in this way but he is not being isolated from his family he doesn't have to keep secrets from the people who are closest to him whereas bella is constantly lying to people to get her like fix of edward she is like not spending time with anybody except for him and it, it's so just interesting to me that like her behavior mimics like addiction while yes. he is like having this like discussion of addiction like about her blood but it's like his behavior is not being altered he's not having to change everything about himself to make this relationship work whereas bella is like it's her dark secret that's so insightful i think in speaking of, like it's so wise like drug yeah bella is just fully you know a druggie one of my favorite moments from this chapter was um when she is trying to go to sleep but she can't sleep so she takes cold medicine and the way that stephanie Meyer writes about this i'm i did not come on this podcast to just pick on aquarius's and pick on mormons but apparently this is what we're doing um because there's a sentence she decides to take cold medicine and it says, I normally wouldn't contone that type of behavior in myself. But to, and, but to be complicated enough about, about me being looby from sleep deprivation. So she takes this and then there's also another reference to, I woke early having slept soundly and dreamlessly thanks to my gratuitous drug use. And I'm like, girl, it's sequel. Oh. Like, we gotta get over it. 
I think maybe there's like a little bit of sarcasm there, but it still was just like very and again Mormon to me that like <laughs> that like mm-hmm. so Stephanie Meyer, this like gold medicine is like drug abuse. Yeah, it's it's so funny because I feel like a lot of Bella's traits are supposed to be like very strong, you know, the way that she she's incredibly stubborn, like she really digs in her heels at like a lot of things and she can be really snarky and like, you know, she she can be very witty um, and kind of like talk back a little bit. But these are not traits that are like they're not like actions that make her strong. It's mm. just like quirky little traits so that like Stephanie Meyer can be like look she's such a strong heroine while still having her do all of these things that like are quite literally the definition of like a weak heroine no pun intended on the (laughs) heroine heroine talk (laughs) um Gabby I literally can't stop thinking about that comment you just made about Bella being the true drug addict that Uh. is like truly very like smart i had never thought about that before but it's completely true that is so true petition yeah. to name this chapter heroin heroin and other drugs heroin heroin and then the e the e at the end is in like parentheses yeah love yeah gag well we get as Aaron just said, they come into this meadow and they turn around and Edward is sparkling. And that brings us into chapter 13, Confessions, which is also where this heroin, heroin, I can't speak, heroin moment happens. Um, But this is where I can't stop thinking about when we first described, like talked about this moment, Aaron and the podcast. Um, I think it may have been like episode one where we were like, what the fuck did he look like when we were reading it? Because it sounded like his, he literally turned into like, yes like a like a human shaped diamond kind of Mm -hmm. 10 year old me could not make tops or tails of this passage i can recall reading and rereading over and over again and no matter how much i read i literally did not know what was going on and yeah i thought that his body turned into a faceted gem like not just like glittering but like glittering, transparent yeah. like right. like steven universe gem humanoid <laughs> and it's just so poorly described and i just had to power i can remember just like powering through and then she makes an offhand comment later about how he like glitters in the sunlight like like his there's, there's another description and i was like oh i get it now but yeah totally confused there's a, there's a lot in this like, first chunk of chapter 13 that is like kind of confusing to me like there were like the timeline i didn't really understand so like because she says edward in the sunlight was shocking i couldn't get used to it which i don't really understand why get is italicized i couldn't get used to it what does that mean though i'd been staring yeah. at him all afternoon and so i'm confused like was that does that mean that she sat there staring at him in the sunlight for a long time, or you know what I mean? I didn't understand that sentence. I don't know. In my in my copy of the book, it's like all oh. caps. Edward in the sunlight was shocking. I couldn't, and then it goes to like under lowercase normal. Get used to right. it, though. I'd been staring at him all afternoon. Okay, sorry to Stephanie oh. Meyer, but I did download this like a PDF off of the 
internet, so the, either the formatting is probably Don't different. Ever, do not I, ever I was apologize like, to Stephanie Meyer on our podcast ever again. Karen <laughs> <laughs> and Gabby, I love you so much, but I'm not about to spend like, real U.S. American dollars on a copy of Twilight. We're just not doing that. So no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was another moment in this that I thought was kind of weird because I so. I don't know. I'm just trying to picture this in my head and it just seems so awkward. So it's like, they're just, he's in the sunlight and she's staring at him for what seems to be like hours perhaps. And Mm. she is, there's this thing that says now and then his lips would move so fast. It looked like they were trembling. But when I asked, he told me he was singing to myself, to himself. It was too low for me to hear. I thought that was such a strange, weird detail. So he's just sitting there. I'm just trying to picture someone just sitting there and sparkling in the sunlight, just like singing. I, I, what song do we think that that is what you guys' um, uh, thing should be? Your giveaway should be what song was, was Edward singing under his breath during this scene? And the funniest guest gets oh. like the tone back. He's just like, he's like, I don't know what can you guys think yeah. of what other song could you be doing but he's so singing good. he's singing decode by paramore he is singing supermassive black hole by muse he, he's singing the entire twilight soundtrack under he's his singing, breath if i back up is it fat enough? When I'm <laughs> like tiktok songs their dates kind of suck like this yeah. date is lame because i'm also i think they spend the whole day together and like does bella eat food like that's something that it didn't occur to me until just now too like is she sitting here staring at him in the sunlight for like hours i wonder if she was getting ready to pass out towards the end of the chapter because i know right she didn't eat anything and a five mile hike that is no that's that's no nature walk five mile hike like she would have been (laughs) drenched in sweat like a stitch (laughs) in her side needing like did she bring a water bottle what what is happening (laughs) my hike my hike yesterday was five and a half miles round trip and i got home i ate food laid in bed for just a second and it was 7 p.m and i fell asleep and I yeah. woke up at ten. And I woke up at ten p.m. And I was like, "Oh, I have to shower." Showered, came back to bed, yes. crashed, and woke up at wow. nine today. Like five and a half miles round trip was exhausting for me. Yes. For me, that hike also I thought was hard. It was a lot of incline, a lot of, mm. a, lot of a lot of switchbacks, a lot of uphill. Mm. Um, and you presumably didn't have like a bloodthirsty vampire also threatening your life, which I feel like can only add to like tiring. The hike would be yes, unless, unless you unless you did have no no I was with Jesse Floyd oh oh how's Jesse they're doing well yeah they're oh, doing really so well that's so cute oh that's yeah. so fun yeah we had a really good time um so yeah she definitely would have needed some water or some food or something I something. do not especially because Bella is not athletic like she's not in shape yes they talk about Bella that all the time that's her other personality. Yes, yeah. is is hating sports. <laughs> yeah, she, which honestly, like same yeah. girl. I, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, 
I do think, though, Jacob, to your point, I do think that this is mostly just them staring at each other. Like, for sure. Yeah. Just, it's, like you said, most boring ever. Like, it's just lame. You see, I kind of... Oh. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Aaron, this is a chapter I thought you would like because they are testing the waters of physical intimacy. With this building, building attention constantly. They're like a little touch, and then he's like, "Fuck, gotta go to the other side of the meadow." And then slowly they get closer and closer and closer until they're close enough to share their first kiss. I okay. and then Bella's okay. like, ah, like, like rages out like as she's kissing him. She's like, "Oh my god, finally!" It's like I do think that this date is like objectively lame and boring, and like Edward is a fucking weirdo, and Bella is a weirdo, but also. This is, like, one of the best things I've ever read. Like, <laughs> this chapter, you are, you know me. Like, you know me. I love it. But it's like, will they? They should. Will they? No, they can't. And so I was, like, living for this the way that, like, he – does he put his head on, like, her chest at some point? Yes. 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 He, puts his head on, he puts his head on her chest and listens Hot. to her heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Head on her chest, the, the, aka the her boobs. Well, that the description of that, how he how he goes, he goes from like like brushing her hair under mm. like behind her ear, and then like slowly the like hand to the chest, and then like getting his nose close enough to her neck to like smell her before he like finally lands with his head. The whole thing is so dangerous. Ooh, I know danger, this is like danger. danger. This is like peak sexy vampire because it's like oh yes, the nose on the neck like. And the nose, as we know, is right next to the mouth, which is how he sucks your blood. So very <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. Thank, thank you for walking us through that. Yes, yeah. you're welcome. Um, it is simultaneous. This whole reading experience for me is like, this is so fucking stupid. And I love it with my whole heart and would like take a bullet if someone tried to erase it from my memory. Um, I love this chapter. Yeah, I mean, I love this chapter for you guys. I think that this, the, 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 I was not captivated by the, like, slow, I just, kind of like Aaron was saying, like, I'm just trying to picture this in my head, and I'm just like, this seems so, like, a weird way to touch somebody, to be like, have your head against their chest. I don't know. I think my, um... I don't know, the will they want there isn't as <laughs> didn't captivate me quite as much. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Something that he talks about in this chapter is he's like, as they're kind of doing this, like building this intimacy and whatnot, um he keeps trying to like reassure her. Edward keeps trying to reassure Bella. And the more he does that, like the more creepy it is. Like um, oh gosh, I just like lost my spot, but he will say stuff like, oh shoot, oh shoot, oh yeah, okay, okay, here we go. And he goes, please forgive me. He said formally, I can control myself. You caught me off guard, but I'm on my best behavior now. And I just was like, <laughs> that is not, like if somebody said that to me, that would not be reassuring. That would not make me feel like they're less likely to murder me. That feels worse. No, that's hilarious. Um, that's very funny. I'm just, I'm, 
I think is right after that, he also says, I'm not thirsty today. Honestly, he winked. Uh, I'm like, okay. There's so many, there's so many like jokes that about wink. him murdering her. Like, get like, me out of there. They're just constantly poking fun at the fact that, like, not only it's and what's so creepy about it is it's like not only can he kill her, like has he has the ability, but he wants to. Yeah. He like like his baser instincts are basic they're like commanding him to murder her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of <laughs> the wink. Yeah. Yes, it's especially the wink. It's like, wait, so like, you are thirsty today, or aren't you? Right. I don't know right. how to interpret this now, man. My man. Um. Oh, man. And later on, just talking about drugs and and stuff. Later, when he's talking about her smell and like how attractive it is to him. Yes. Um. Yeah. He talks about how every person has like an. In essence, he says, I thought this was the funniest metaphor. And again, it's like coming back to the drug thing, coming back to the Mormon thing. So weird. He's like, if you locked an alcoholic in a room full of stale beer, he'd gladly drink it. If he could mm-hmm. resist, but he could resist if he wished to, if he were a recovering alcoholic. Now, let's say you placed him in a room, a, in, in that room. Okay, wait. Now, let's say you placed in that room a glass of 100 year old. Brandy, the finest, rarest cognac, and fill the room with its warm aroma. How do you think he would fare then? I just was like, LOL, this metaphor from Stephanie Meyer, who I'm assuming maybe has never had alcohol in her life. And it, because to me, someone who has, and I'm, I'm not an alcoholic, think you think this but like i mean i don't know yes and but um like to me i would take the stale beer over uh, whiskey sounds nasty to me i don't care how old and finely aged it is and it's just a complete misunderstanding of like addiction um i mean i misunderstanding of alcohol personally (laughs) yeah i i have not personally struggled with like substance abuse um but i can imagine that the quality of your substance of choice doesn't fucking matter. It's about the circumstances. It's about your your state of mind, your emotional state. Um, you know, it's it, it's not like, ah, stale beer. I don't need that. Like, to an alcoholic, like, alcohol is the drug that they crave. So complete misunderstanding of substance abuse and addiction. And just I just also love... Like the the famous quote, you're my like personal brand of heroin or my exact brand of heroin, whatever it is. I didn't, maybe I'm just naive um, because I was raised Mormon, but I didn't know there were like brands of heroin. Um, there are, or I think like, that's a thing. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. Wait, it doesn't feel like it's a thing at all. And it makes me think no. about like, yeah, it, it just is such a strange turn of phrase and it's such like an important turn of or an important moment in the book and that has always 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 from the very beginning that line has like taken me out and like heroin like yeah like, i mean i'm assuming like main brand like, versus generic like right, great value this? heroin versus yeah <laughs> i think that like uh, yeah i would imagine like probably like any drug there's probably like higher grade and like lower grade but yeah like sure. a brand of heroin is like I don't know. The metaphors are just a lot. Well, I read this part recently in Midnight Sun. <laughs> um, 
when he says he he spoke to his brothers about it. Um, and that was a really interesting chapter in Midnight Sun when he is talking to Emmett and Jasper about it because they're very much like, mm, you kill her, you kill her, oh yep. my man, woo. They're pretty apathetic. They're like, mm-hmm. yo, they're like vampires kill, just do it, you know, do it. We don't mind moving. His family literally is like, we understand that you got to do what you got to do. So if you have to kill her, like, you know, we'll back you up. Um. Which is it's so, so interesting. funny. And now yeah. he's talking about it casually. He's like, haha. He did, conveniently leaves out the spot where they were like, just do it. You know, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Right. Um, because I, they love did. This, <laughs> I love this part when he talks about um, when they were, he recounts like first meeting her. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, I also think is like so strangely written because he's just being like, they go from, like, not talking for a few hours while he's silently singing, you know, um, I don't know, some song under his breath. And then... On to Replay by Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> um, he's, like, singing under his breath. And then, and then he goes into, like, just full detail about, fully, you know, the timeline of them knowing each other. And I wanted to fact check this. A little bit because, and I actually did, I looked it up, because he talks about how he goes to the hospital and he's trading cars with Carlisle because he's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get away. I gotta get away from her. And it says, by the next morning, I was in Alaska. And I looked at Google Maps and it takes longer than 24 hours to get to Alaska from Forks, Washington. I was like, Stephanie Meyer, this feels late to me. Like, we couldn't map quest this back in 2005 or whatever. Like, what are we... I just, I don't know, that struck me as very weird by the next, like, how fast was he driving to Alaska? Well, well, Edward drives, like, over 100 miles an hour. Like, he drives really fucking fast all the time. Okay, so, okay, maybe this is, maybe something that I'm missing as a first-time reader. So, but doesn't, he's just not worried about getting pulled over, or is he immune to that? I don't know, because that's he a can... question I have, too. When they're, like, driving so, oh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron. He, he can read minds, so he can hear okay, if there's a so cop he can coming. Detect if there's a cop. Coming oh, out. right. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. He uh, he has a built-in police scanner. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Stephanie. Sorry, I didn't mean to come for you like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, I know you're listening right now, and I want to formally apologize. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> one of the like consistent thirty listeners. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't take anything else that I've said today back, but that comment I will. <laughs> say hey jacob remember when we told you never to apologize to stephanie meyer on this podcast (laughs) you've done it twice now (laughs) and we're turning craig off craig (laughs) not craig well yeah they have that that stuff and he's explaining this to her and then we get there we get our quote you know um and so the lion fell in love with the lamb uh stupid lamb and I said, what yeah, a girl, sick, I... masochistic lion. You can say that again, girly. You are a stupid man, but cool. And then, and then, you know, she's like, tell me why you ran from me. And he's like, you know why? And she says, no, what exactly did I do? Like, tell me exactly. Um, and this is another one of those things where she's like holding herself wholly responsible for his mm-hmm. reactions to her mm-hmm. and his behavior. Um like, oh, it, he ran away. It's my fault. Not the, you know, right. fact that he's a vampire who is, like, re- literally wanting to 
sorry, Jacob, drain me dry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it is her fault in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also they get horny again because she says something about um, there was no feel- feeling of fear in me. There were, however, other feelings, dot, dot, dot. Yes. And I was just like, yes. Okay. okay. This was such an interesting part for me because it sounded like, let's see. Um, I'm trying to find exactly where that is in the pages. Um, oh, yes. Okay. There are other hungers, hungers I don't even understand that are foreign to me. And then Bella's like, I may understand that better than you think. And he says, I'm not used to feeling so human. Is it always like this? And she says, for me, no, never, never before this. And I'm like, yeah. is Edward trying to say that he's literally like never been horny even like as a vampire? Like not only has he never had sex but he also just is like wow i didn't even know what it felt like to be turned on like this and she's like yeah me neither and i'm confused. you can't no. sleep at night and you're not like masturbating yeah. slash like i was gonna say on. you cannot tell me that edward is not pulling the pad all night long while the rest of the world is sleeping <laughs> <laughs> the, all through the night I that phrase before <laughs> that took me out I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, that sentence that you just read for me no never never before like this I just have okay dot 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 written next to that I was just like <laughs> alright <laughs> yeah I just I just have no words it's just the way that she's able to draw out them having sex is wild because they don't do it for a long time and they want to really really badly and i love that her solution is like i can't because my dick will break you in half obsessed with that obsessed with that and then okay so wait this is also something that i feel like i've heard of but i because i haven't read it does they do fuck in the book right like that does happen and is it mm-hmm. is it after they get married because i will vomit it is Ew. after they get married that is yes. okay. spoilers for breaking dawn part one yeah so they they do this they have their they have their they have their moment here where they're like wow i've been feeling things i've never ever felt before which also is interesting because uh, it it is not in alignment with the description of like their newborn vampire experience where they feel every single emotion mm-hmm. like with 1000 times intensity it's like yeah just don't buy it edward that you've never felt like this because the vampires right. feel every human emotion I've, I had an acting teacher once tell me that you feel like every human emotion by the time you're like three. So I'm calling bullshit on that one. psychology. He's a liar. Yeah. 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 No, it's just, it's so interesting. Because I have human instincts. They may be very deep, but they're there. And it's like, but our whole concept so far of being a vampire is that all of that human stuff is, is um, magnified. Like, the feelings are so intense, you know? We get mm-hmm. that later, right? Yeah. Stephanie can't keep her story straight. No. No, she can't. Yeah. Well, yeah, she can then, he, then he's like, ha ha, let's, I'll show you how I travel through the forest. 
Which is funny because in the movie we get the uh, hop on spider monkey or whatever. But in the book, he says, he says, it, no, okay, in the movie, Robert Pattinson ad libs that line and he, they, kept, they kept it. He literally says, You better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. You better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. I like that, you guys. I don't like that at but, all. <laughs> but in this, what he says is, Come on, little coward, climb on my back. <laughs> No, I'm trying to win. Maybe Spider Monkey was better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now hearing that, I'm not sure. Come mm. on, little coward. Climb on my back. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And that's their whole thing. They like run through the forest. Uh, there was no resisting the iron strength of his hands. Then he pulled me around to face him, cradling me in his arms like a small child. He held Ooh. me for a moment. Yeah, gross. He held me for a moment, then carefully placed me on the springy ferns. And that's after they're running. And then, I know we've talked about the kiss a hundred times already, but this, um, yeah, the way it goes is, um, his face so close to mine, his beauty stunned my mind. It was too much an excess I couldn't grow accustomed to. I was thinking while I was running, he paused, about not hitting the trees, I hope. <laughs> silly Bella, he chuckled. Running. Silly, that <laughs> word silly, what a choice. Silly, silly Bella. Running is second nature to me, it's not something I have to think about. Show off, I muttered again, he smiled. No, he continued, I was thinking there was something I wanted to try, and he took my face in his hands again. I couldn't breathe. He hesitated, not in the normal way. A human way, not the way a man might hesitate before he kissed a woman, to gauge her reaction, to see how he would be received. Perhaps he would hesitate to prolong the moment, that ideal moment of anticipation, sometimes better than the kiss itself. Like, that. Okay, there's so much to unpack here. First of all, I don't think I really understand what exactly that means by like, hesitating but not in the human way also that ideal moment of anticipation sometimes better than the kiss itself like is that a quote from the book that. of mormon like what are we doing here can't Stephanie? relate like, to that like, feeling that you were describing yeah, yeah but it's just like so like it's better when you're married i promise like that just like reeks of that kind of thing to me but yeah i i have to say gabby while you were reading that i I was like holding my breath. The, the ASMR <laughs> vibes. Gabby's holding her little microphone up to her mouth. And and it was like, just a little bit of like, I was into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. My, heart, my, heart was, my heart was racing while you read that. That anticipation, it was better than the kiss itself. Wow. <laughs> but then, yeah, he kisses her. His cold marble lips pressed softly against hers. That for me would be like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, cold and hard, but pressed softly. I don't really understand that. Really I'm trying to imagine what that feels me, like. Like, to think about the fact that in that moment, it is like kissing a corpse. Like, he's dead. Like, a corpse. Like, okay, okay, okay. I have an, I have an anecdote. I never, okay. like... It doesn't have to do with so the I've, I've the body. never kissed a corpse before. Okay, so I've never uh, kissed a corpse, like, but my going? friend, 
No. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, your friend. I had never. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I had never really like interacted with anything dead in my life like not like a pet or like you know anything like that like I just never interacted with anything dead before and in college one summer I was working this job and I had to do a lot of walking across campus like to and from uh buildings and I was walking through this like back trail um to get somewhere and um I was with my coworker, and then all of a sudden we were like oh my god and in the middle of the trail was the fattest squirrel I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life it was like it was like at least a foot long like it was huge it was really long and it was so chubby like it was just so like so huge it like took up the entire it was enough to make us like stop fully and we were like well we have to move this off this walking trail like there are it was dead Mm -hmm. Aaron why did I you're gonna tell me that you discovered a dead human body like the way you were leaving oh my God, story, no. I was like, oh my God. i was like so freaked out <laughs> okay a squirrel no no no, no 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 um it was a, it was a very chubby squirrel and we knew we had to move it because there were like conference guests staying in all the residence halls and so we were like okay well let's just get a stick and like roll it nothing could have prepared me for how hard it was it was rock hard like we went to go like push it on its like chubby belly and you would expect it to like like give Give a little yeah and it was just like like hitting a stone and it like we like screamed and we like i don't think we even ended up moving it because it was so disturbing and so when i read this part i was just like skyrocketed back into that memory and just like oh my god is that what she means when she says Edward is like hard like a stone? Like his body is in like yeah. rigor mortis and is like rigid. Interesting. Ooh, it, gave yeah, me the, it gave me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. Yeah, that's really gross to think about. Mm-hmm. So that's my dead squirrel story, not a dead human body. Yeah, thank God. Well, I'm ha- happy for that at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh sorry, gosh. I scared you. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, that would be just like a cold shower, you know? I don't know how yeah. she suddenly like more and like she starts making out with him. And like it's, yeah. the, like it's the best thing she's ever experienced. We're kissing somebody with hard lips and like how unpleasant I know. that sounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> really unpleasant. Also, can anyone tell me what heady scent means? I was Can you use can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, my lips, <laughs> my lips parted as I breathed in his heady scent. Is that just like the scent of his face? Like how's face? I, 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 I think she's describing the scent is making her lightheaded. Yes. yes. Mm, okay. But I had questions okay. about the scent thing too, because if he's a vampire. Like they don't sweat, right? They should. He shouldn't have like a body odor, I would think. So I'm kind of confused by like, what does he smell like? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Says he smells like sweet. Um, yeah. and I think at some point, maybe it's just in the movies, but he talks about how like literally everything about him is designed to attract human beings, like oh, down to okay, smell. Okay. 
And so I think, I know at some point it's described as sweet. I always just think of it as just smelling like, I don't know, just like really fucking good. I don't know. But they don't sweat. You're right. This kiss. I'm just reading this page. It's just funny to me. (laughs) Because she's also just like, she's so into it, you know, which is fine. Good job, Bella. Like, you're into it. This is your first experience. Sorry, it's with a vampire who wants to murder you. But also, like, I'm happy that you are exploring this and that you're enjoying it, even if it's weird and fucked up. In my opinion. Right, but that's also just it. When you talk about, like, it being her first experience, like, I think that is something that I was just consistently thinking of as I was reading this. Um, and this mm-hmm. is a perfect example of, like, if I was reading this when I was at an age where I had never kissed anybody before, this might sound, like, really romantic and nice to me. And, like, ooh. But, like, as someone who has kissed somebody before, it's kind of like, this doesn't sound very pleasant to me in practicality. But She mm-hmm. says his hands gently but with irresistible force. Like, he pushes her away. And she's like, oops. And he has, like, wild eyes and his jaw is clenched. And he's like, I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um, but then doesn't. Um. And that's like that whole kiss experience. And then they just kind of laugh. And he's like, that was tolerable. And she's like, are you kidding me? You just rocked my world and then called me tolerable. And he's so absorbed with himself. He's like, I'm stronger than I thought. It's nice to know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just like. It's just all about him. And then they like fight over the car keys and like the get home. Yeah, he's like, Haha, it's not safe for me to let you drive drunk. Drunk off my love. He's Ew. just really is feeling himself in this scene, and I I don't like it. <laughs> and this is another weird thing where we get this, like, this kind of addiction motif a little bit. She's like, drunk? What are you talking about? And he's like, you're intoxicated by my very presence. Ha ha ha. And it's just like, you're the one who keeps talking about drugs, and now you're like, I don't know. It just keeps yeah. coming up, and I'm just like, dude, you are so... It's really annoying to me, actually. Um, it's one thing if Bella's like, I am intoxicated by your presence, but for him to be like, look at the effect I have on you, ha ha. Like, it's, it feels like a joke, you know? It's this, yeah. like, he sees exactly how she's reacting to him, and he knows that he has, like, all the power. Oh my god, I have to say something. Yeah. So... I'm sorry if Edward has like super senses and he can like see really well and like move really fast and a super strength and he has like a super sense of smell can he are you gonna he, talk like... about her being wet yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows what he's doing that is oh, sick gosh. that is sick, sick and psychotic I thought you were going to ask if he has a hypersensitive, like, PP because of his, his, all of his senses are right. He probably does. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he probably does. Um, Emily House sent me this meme. And it's that, like, butterfly meme where they're like, oh, is this a blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) It has Robert Pattinson's face. Photoshopped onto the meme character. And then there's a, there's like a floating diva cup in the air or like a menstrual cup. And he says, is this a shot? 
Bye. 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 (laughs) And Aaron, it's your fault that we're getting we're getting these messages. It is all your fault. Listen, she did not think about this. Okay, she opened the door. Stephanie Meyer opened the door, and I'm walking through it. Like, if she is going to believe the fact that he can do all these things, like, I am going to question the extent and how far it goes. Totally. And he totally tasted her period blood. Like, come on. Please. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. Do you think then, then in the later books, once she becomes a vampire, do you think that like stops happening? Does her cycle stop? Do you think it does stop? Oh yeah, he probably misses it. Is he sad about it? Well, he begs her not to become a vampire. So there we go, (laughs) Aaron. Yeah, you cracked the code. (laughs) I got I got galaxy brain right now. I can't stop thinking about Edward's super sensitive PP now. He's apparently well, that he's apparently never like used. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Sure, it, it's just no. Yeah, yeah whatever hey, you say, Edward. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, it's like Ugh. I'm thinking about criminal minds now some reason I'm like edward's got to be like a sexual sadist you know these vampires that's like he he probably i feel like you that's can. what he would get off on you know like that blood lust quite literally like translating into like physical like yeah. yes like jacob i think he probably yeah I'm if you can't die like, like what else are you gonna if you can't die and you think that maybe you'll never have to face whatever lies after you die like, why wouldn't you just go wild and do whatever the fuck you wanted? And every, Listen, like, almost everyone, a lot of people would want to just, like, fuck all the time. Yeah. And listen, that opera that I talked about earlier, Dear Vampire, that vampire is horny as fuck. That is the entire mm-hmm. plot of that, of that opera, is him luring different, like, beautiful women in. And yeah, there's, it's, um, so he, I don't know, a different. I'm gonna have to find a recording situation of that than Edward Cullen, apparently. Maybe she like threw that in as a plot point just to kind of make him to give him some some like semblance of like maybe in her mind like innocence. She's like, oh, he's all these bad things, but at least he's not like a succubus, you know? He's not like <laughs> preying, luring women, except he is not a sinful mm-hmm. masturbator. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I just never really thought about having sex or masturbating. It. Oh. <laughs> Give me a break. It makes no fucking sense. Not even with other vampires? Like, you cannot tell me that Come vampires on. are not sucking and fucking in that Colin house. <laughs> they, are. They, they are. They, they specifically are. And he, it's mentioned, like, how often Rosalie and Emmett fuck. That they're, like, only the around. Yeah, yeah and he, he's just like, whatever. He's never found the right person, Jacob. It's all about the person. Please. Edward Edward is not like other boys. Yeah. <laughs> A match made in heaven. Well, shit. 
that's the end of our reading. Jacob, please tell us what it was like for your first exposure to the Twilight novel. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I, I could have talked about all this stuff, I think, throughout. Like, the, the main takeaway for me was just like, wow, this book is clearly written by a person who is Mormon. And also, like, uh, something that I think I would have really, maybe probably really enjoyed. I kind of wish that I had read it as like a, a preteen because I think I would have really enjoyed it and gotten into it. Um, I think now I'm not sure that I can really enjoy it in the same way. Although that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it because I did really love reading these chapters. And it was, I was, I hurt my knee the other day. I had to go to urgent care. And so I was like, oh my God, this urgent care trip was like a whole thing, you guys. I was like... The, I had to get an x-ray, but the x-ray guy was on lunch. So they're like, he's not going to be back from his lunch for like 45 minutes. So I sat there. So that's when I read chapter 14 or 13 um, was in the waiting room. Um, but it was very, I mean, I definitely had a really good time reading it. I don't think that I will continue, but I'm happy for everyone. God bless. I'm happy for everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry you hurt your knee. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of better now. I'm in a brace. Today I can straighten it without, like, pain. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. The x-ray guy came back from lunch. and Yeah, did, did he came them. back from, yeah, and did x-rays. And, yeah. Yeah. Great. So I don't know. <laughs> so, Jacob, will you do the honor of telling us who, what, when, where you're going to stake in the heart this week? Yeah, okay, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to go first because I was trying to think about it and I don't know what I would stake in the You don't heart. have can to we, go first. Can we circle back to me? Yeah, yeah, can we circle back? Mm -hmm. Sure, Erin, are you ready? Do you have one? I'm ready. Okay, so um, I do most of my grocery shopping at Walmart and I was at my local Walmart today and I was looking for chalk. And I was walking back to the craft section. I don't normally go in that side of the store. And there was this, like, person, this, like, dude in, like, a white button-up shirt and pants standing in the middle of the electronics section, like, kind of by the walkway. And I'm walking by very purposefully with my cart. And he goes, excuse me, how are you today? And I was like, fine, thank you, because I don't want to be, like, a complete dick and just, like, ignore this person who's talking to me. I was like, fine, thank you. And then he starts doing a sales pitch. He's some sort of salesperson who's posted up in the Walmart for whatever reason. And I just cut him off. And I was like, I'm sorry. No, thank you. Have a good day. And then as I'm walking away, he goes, well, don't apologize to me. I'm just trying to help you. My God. So... I'm staking this dude in the heart because I understand, <laughs> like, at first I was like, wow, what a shitty job. This must be a terrible job. You have to go to the Walmart and, like, stand in the electronic section and try and get people to, I, I think they were with, like, the, like, electric company. I heard him do his spiel to some other people. I don't fucking know. And first I felt kind of bad. I was like, that's a horrible, horrible, horrible job that I would never want to do in a billion years. But then, oh, I'm just trying, don't apologize. I'm just trying to help you. It's like, oh, are you trying to help me by stopping me in the middle of the store and then continuing to talk to me after I've made it clear I don't want to talk to you? Then you're, like, putting it – like, fuck you. No. No thank you. I will be showing up at your house tonight with a wooden stake and dragging it through <laughs> your heart. So 
salesperson in the Walmart is who I'm staking in the heart this week. Hey, this is Aaron on the editing end. I'm pretty sure we all say we're going to stake actual people this week. Um, and I just want to explicitly say this is a joke. Okay, bye. Love. Yeah, that's nice. nice. Yeah. So on the hike yesterday, we met a variety of people, which remind me, I have to tell you a story that's fun about a couple of people we met on the hike yesterday. <laughs> okay. um, but we, at a certain point in this hike, you had to, um, because of the time of year it is, the stream is really running like full of glacial water and it was it was it was really going so there was a, a time where we had to take off our socks and shoes and like roll up our pants and like wade through um the this stream kind of like little waterfall area um to get to the rest of the hike to get to the to the top to the glacier which was our end game so we did it and on the way back we saw a group and we're like oh are you trying to get past like let us help you we can tell you like the this was the way that we navigated it and that's how it like it was pretty easy it got a little deep um but it it was okay and they're like "Mm, I don't don't know they were kind of thinking about it but Jesse told them um if you if you feel like doing it like the top is definitely worth it um, it's it's really beautiful, and this guy just goes, "Well, worth it is relative." And we were like, "Uh, okay, okay." Mm-hmm. So we fuck? just kept hiking. Uh, He's getting staked in the heart. Asshole. Yes, like <laughs> it's like it, it's it's one thing to like. We had walked away and he had said to his group of people, like, mm, I don't know, worth it is kind of relative. Like, I don't know if we want to, like, cross this. Right. That's one thing. But it's, like, an unnecessary comment to make to a stranger who is trying to, like, help you. It's, like, you came on this hike. You're up here at the, like, this is the last maybe, like, ten minutes before you get to the top. So it's, like, you've already walked over, like, two-something miles to get uphill to get to this point. So it's, like almost there and i don't know i don't what know a but fucking it's like, asshole that like, is sorry, so rude like sorry we made the assumption that you might want to like finish the hike that you've already done almost all of um so he's getting staked in the heart okay well i think i have two things that i would like to stake in the heart if that's allowed <gasps> oh please. i was thinking about this okay so I, I since we were just talking about my knee injury that um to be honest i'm also like bella because i'm not like other girls and so i like Mm -hmm. pretend like i don't like attention but like kind of love having (laughs) the attention of like an injury um but (laughs) the part about this that i did not love was um i i want to stake in the heart urgent care because urgent care is a liar because she's not urgent at all um because i i got there and I got there at like 2 p.m. and they told me it was gonna have to be until like 5:30. And so they're like, you can either like leave and come back, or you can just like wait around and hope that they can get you in early. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I just had to like hobble here on like a broken knee. Like I can't really walk right. And right. I had to like Uber here. I'm not gonna like Uber back home, hobble back up the stairs to my house just so I can turn around and come back in a few hours. Like, I guess I'll just camp out in the lobby. And like I said, I I had brought my book, so I was, like, prepared to do that. Um, And I ended up getting in a little bit early. So I didn't have to wait until 5.30, thank God. But then, yeah, but then that x-ray tech was on lunch. And the x-ray was Mm. stupid because 
like what I th- th- what the doctor thinks happened is a meniscal tear in my knee, which is like cartilage, right? And um, an X-ray cannot see cartilage. X-rays can only see bone. But she told me this, and she's like, "So probably what you really need is an MRI." But most insurance companies, you can't get an MRI until you've had an X-ray. Otherwise, they won't pay for it. Like they need you to get the X-ray first. So I guess I, I maybe I'm staking three things in the heart, and one of them is the U.S. healthcare system and the insurance you. companies, because yes, because yes. then I had to wait 45 minutes for this guy to come back from his lunch so I could do this unnecessary X-ray that isn't going to show anything. I ended up spending three hours at ur- urgent care. It was ridiculous. Um, just for them to basically be like, here's a brace that I could have gotten at like, you know, a pharmacy for $20 probably. And like, here are some stretches to do. And here's a referral to like a sports med doctor, you know what I mean? And like take Tylenol. And I I was there for three hours. So, um, that was irritating. But I think the other thing that I want to stake in the heart is, um, fake vaccine cards. People are out here really getting fake vaccination cards. And it's like, what? (laughs) I just, that makes me so very furious because it's like, you're just ruining this for the rest of us. Like, I feel like, you know, when I go to a place and they check your vaccine card, it gives me a relative feeling of safety because... You know, hopefully then most people here probably don't have COVID, even though, of course, you can still get it if you're vaccinated, but there's a lower chance and lower chance of spreading it and whatever. You know, we're doing this for this feeling of safety, but there are people who have like a whole business selling these fake vaccine cards for like hundreds of dollars when you could just get the vaccine for free, you guys. Um, It's sick. Yeah, it's, it is, um, it makes me very furious. So those are the things I want to stick in the heart that's sweet and on that note i think everyone enter our giveaway uh get vaccinated don't be rude on hikes take your lunch at opportune times don't harass people in walmart (laughs) these are the lessons we're taking away from today so with that jacob thank you so much it was such a joy yeah. To get to hang out and talk about this fucking book with you. Like, <laughs> what, what an honor. I had so, so much fun. fun. Yeah, thank you. I'm so yes. glad. Ah! Well, so long, suckers. Keep your eyes peeled for sexy, sparkly vampires. Bye. Bye.